good for absolutely nothing. Say it again. War. Ah, good guy. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. RBIs are most important. Slugging percentage and OPS. Wins and losses and ERA. But don't come around with that wins over replacement because I say war. Ooh, God, good God, God. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. What's up, Tanks Army? Welcome to Allow Me to Be Frank, episode 19. We are recording this on Monday night, January 29th, 2018. The Super Bowl is less than a week away, so if you want to gamble on the game, you can head over to mybookie.ag, enter promo code TANK for a 50% sign-up bonus. Uh, this is our official Super Bowl preview. We have Clem on with us, and Clem, uh, word on the street is you are a Pats fan this week. I am the biggest Pats fan at Barstool Sports this week. Fuck all those other guys who have been rocking the Pat, Pat, Patriot Pat their whole lives. There is nothing in the world I want to see less than a goddamn Eagles Super Bowl. And it's actually today was the first day where I was like, holy crap, it could actually happen. And now I'm like terrified. <laughs> uh, welcome to the good guys. Glad to have you on board. <laughs> well, it's, it truly is the detestable team against the detestable fan base. I mean, I really have to hold my nose to 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 root for the Eagles. It just, I, it's 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 it sucks. It really sucks. There's only one Super Bowl matchup that could possibly be worse. What's that? Patriots versus the team with the star on their helmet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the worst part. The tri-state area is being ripped apart right now. New Jersey, Connecticut, and New York. We have the Jets fans, the Giants fans, the Mets fans, the Yankees fans. Everyone's in different camps. Sports <laughs> gypsies like me. Sports gypsies like Frank, the the Dolphins Mets fan. I mean, everyone's pulling for different teams with different parts of their heart. The Yankees fans don't want to root for the Boston team, but then they're Giants fans who don't want to root for the Philly team. It's a goddamn nightmare. I hope that asteroid hits Earth and blows us all up and we don't have to worry about it anymore. That would be bliss. <laughs> Frank, it feels like you're you're leaning rooting for the Eagles, though, is what it sounds like. Yes, I am. All right. And that is just out of detest for for Brady and Bill. Detest out of the Patriots. It's just tired of the Patriots, sick of the Patriots. I know they're gonna win, but I I just I'm tired of it. I'm tired of that team. There's a guy, there's a guy I know named Mark Caruso who just is the most annoying, arrogant fan in the world, and I just can't see him being happy again. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing that Frank's doing, Clem. Is he's all week last week too? He was saying the Pats are gonna win. It's gonna be a blowout. He's trying to reverse jinx it. Don't let him, don't <laughs> let him fool you. I he's love not it. giving Philly a chance. I love the fact that Frank has a rival named Mark Caruso. Too. <laughs> it's just <laughs> perfect. Frank Fleming and Mark Caruso just talking shit to each other. Oh, what are we sipping on there, Frankie? Pepsi. Ah, oh, an old school. Is that the old school one with the extra sugar, with the real sugar in it and everything? Yes, it is. Yes, it oh, is. Very nice. Very nice. Shout out to Tank's Tank Tank Cooks. A plus show. I'm a big <laughs> fan of it already. And the people on the put up on the blog, rave reviews so far. Tank, you versus 
that <laughs> can opener is on being 100% truthful. One of the more entertaining things I've ever seen in my life. That I, thing I, had I, you in a pickle. I mean, can you explain this to me? We could put a man on the moon, but we can't make a decent remote electric battery-operated can opener. Tank, that thing I think it put you on the moon. That's the most advanced can opener I've ever seen. It's like it's hands-free. I've never seen a hands-free can opener before. Ah, God bless. That I'll just say, the Tank Cooks, if you guys haven't seen it yet, check out Frank's YouTube channel. Do you have that in your profile on Twitter? You should put that in the profile on Twitter. Make sure it's in there. Uh, I put my uh, my uh, YouTube on there. So it's okay. part of my YouTube Perfect. channel. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so, Clem, we know you are rooting for the Patriots this upcoming Sunday. Um, in terms of the actual game, though, what kind of chance are you giving Philly to win and potentially pull off your nightmare? You know, I've been telling myself Foles is there, Foles is there, and he's the reason why it could all fall apart. Obviously, the way he looked against the Vikings kind of has me shook. Um, I just keep thinking of the Cowboys game, the Raiders game, and how bad he looked there. Thing is, and again, I like Blake Bortles. He's he's uh, he's a cool guy. He was looking fucking good that game, and Philly, I feel like, is has the coaching that can that can finish the job. Unlike where Jacksonville kind of took the their foot off the gas a little bit. So I was at like, this is the thing: the Patriots always fucking they make you sweat it out the entire time, and they win by three. And I know it's probably going to happen again, but I'm at like thirty five percent because i am a giants fan and i've lived through those super bowls that they lost and if you get brady brady was seeing ghosts during that jags game and the eagles are a team that can do that so i'm up to like 35 maybe 40 where i was at like 10 percent like three days ago frank i think it's uh 80 chance the patriots win i think they win i don't know if they, it's gonna be like the line is so close to what i think it's gonna be i I think it's going to be like a uh, six-point game. <coughs> it's come range. down the line. It's down to like four and a half. Yeah, it's going to be in that range. It's going to be like uh, anywhere from like – it's going to be one score game. But I think Patriots win. Are we, are we sure Gronk's going to play and be effective in everything? Can we can – we, can can you Don't get you put, we declare a pass win? Don't you put that thought in my head. I haven't even thought about the chance Gronk doesn't play. I mean, and then like he's probably more susceptible for for to get injured again, right? Like yeah. He, those. I mean, he has to avoid the Eagles players coming for his head, and then the batteries in the stands getting thrown at his head. Like he's you don't know what's gonna be coming at Gronk now. So now but the good thing the good thing about Gronk though is even when he's got a concussion, you don't know he's got a concussion because it's the same. <laughs> the same level of typical Belichick man, always finding a way around. He drafts like the most physically gifted yet dumbest tight end ever. So he can't even <laughs> test him for concussions. Belichick wins again. The guy's a fucking genius. <laughs> I don't see there's any way that he's not on the field. I don't see there's any way he's not on the field. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll play. It would just it would just be nice for him to get cleared and get a couple practices in before we declaring this a pass blowout, Frank. 
<laughs> Yo, putting Gronk in front of the media cameras, like fresh over concussion, though, like you don't know what kind of shit you might spill. So I'm sure Belichick was like, let's take it. Super Bowl yeah. night, opening night can come out. We'll take it easy with Gronk. We'll clear him on like Thursday. I mean, this is the guy that had Brady on the injury list every single week for like 14 years. So I'm sure he's in no rush to uh, take Gronk off of it right now. So they're, they're going to play all their tricks. That's the other thing, too. I'm also convincing myself. You you know, you guys know, as you're a sports fan, you convince yourself of things just to make you feel better. I'm like, this is the 2004 Super Bowl all over again. They're playing the Eagles. All the, the defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator are leaving. It's the one last hurrah for this group. They're going to beat Philly. They're all going to go their separate ways. Brady will probably play like another 15 years. Belichick will stay around somehow. But that's all that matters to me. Tank, are you going to be like, I'm going to be broken if the Eagles lose. I feel like for people that are rooting against the Patriots, so it's like it's just another log on the fire. This can't. There's almost no way this Super Bowl can be more to them than last year's. The Seahawks won. Any of those? Like basically, this is like the Panthers or the first Eagles Super Bowl if they win. It's like you're gonna forget. There about is it. there is one Super Bowl that if the Patriots would have won, I would have been broken. The Giants, forty-two. Yes. Yeah, we kept them from immortality. Your boy, Mercury Moore. I'm sure you had a – did you have a little bottle of champagne? Were you popping that at home too, Frankie? Let me just tell you. <laughs> Something happened in September 2007 to me. Something happened in September 2007. I mean, first we have the Patriots just crushing everybody. Then you have the Dolphins. Getting crushed by everybody. <laughs> this wasn't the Dolphins were on their way to going 1-15 when they won like what week 13 on a fluke pass by Cleo Lemon against the Baltimore Ravens. This was the year after Nick Saban left. It says, I think that, playing, uh, that staying is affecting my friendship with Bill Belichick. Bill, here's Wes Welker. You could have him. And and, and I, 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 I kept things... Copacetic. I didn't bring in in Drew Brees. I I, I brought in Dante Culpepper. He he got off the Vikings boat. Watch the Vikings boat on Barstool uh, Sports. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> and, and 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 now he's gone. And they got Cleo Lemon. You see, I, I I destroyed the Dolphins for you. And now I'm going to Alabama, and I'm gonna find every recruit that I could get, and never lose because I'm just gonna become Nick Satan. <laughs> and then on top of that so not only you had the Patriots going on 16-0 and 0, you, you destroyed like like, I mean of all the teams to, to go 16-0 and 0, why them why them and, and they won a couple of games that were very questionable the, the, even when the Ravens even though the Ravens stunk they played the Patriots good and they, had, they should have won the game but there were some controversial calls with uh, Johnny Greer, that referee, who almost was like, "Yeah, that's right, Patriots won." It was like, like he was like raising his pumping his fist at the end of the game, as the Ravens, as uh, as Ray Lewis had to be like, uh, like held back. Oh yeah, I remember. And that. And, and yeah, it was a it was a Monday night game that uh, that, uh, that Ray Lewis went almost, almost went after the, uh, the referee. But they called the timeout, right? Rex Ryan called timeout as defensive coordinator. Yeah. Yes, and it was. Uh, and he didn't give it time out, and Brady threw a touchdown pass, and it was like, and and, and they just won every game possible, um, and then every other game was like a blowout. Randy Moss and, is making every catch. 
Don't forget the Mets are also in the midst of their first collapse. Yeah, that's the one I was going to go to. I was waiting for Frank. I'm like, did he forget where he was going with this? Seven-game lead with 17 games left. There are songs I still hear that, 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 that like, like, they cause me to have flashbacks to that September. And it's, uh, well, what is it? Uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends. Because that's, that's it. They, they, they kept seeming like playing it. The Mets lost the game. Uh, then you had the, uh, like, uh, who was it? There was a guy on the, uh, the, 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 the national said that we're going to make sure we bring pain to the Mets and let the Phillies drink champagne. <laughs> Clem, have you rewatched that uh, the 18-0 Super Bowl? I at all recently? Oh, recently? I was gonna say I probably watched it like a thousand times. It's burned in my brain. Uh, but I probably haven't watched it in a while. We actually, before the season started, we had a lot of schoolies reaching out and wanted us to do like um, shirts, like ten year anniversary shirts, a Tyree oh, thing, okay. whatever. And I was like, yeah, guys, like maybe we'll see. I didn't want to do anything before the season started. I'm like, if the Giants stink, I'm not gonna be like, oh, but remember the time we were good. And looking back now, it was a very wise move on my part because we would have looked like the biggest fucking idiots in the world trying to sell shirts as our team was like a complete roaring dumpster fire. Uh, I haven't watched it in a bit. I I like the Patriots, to be honest. This is going to probably upset Frank. I apologize. I like the Patriots. I've always – I usually root for them when they're in the Super Bowl. Um, I like Belichick. He was a Giants guy for years. He should have been the Giants coach. They screwed that up um, once Parcells left. Remember, though, though. Belichick, Parcells left late. Parcells didn't announce he was leaving until May. Yeah, I know, but I think the like the, the talk that entire Super Bowl week was about how Parcells was going to leave. If the you know if the Giants you know it would have been unfair to Belichick, but I'm sure Belichick would have maybe pumped the brakes if he wanted to stay. They might have been able to work something out because I think yeah. they could have kind of held Parcells' foot to the fire a little bit. But I mean, I don't blame like. I, I still get angry at George Young because I don't think he liked Belichick, and I think that's why things played out the way they did. I think if they wanted to keep him, they clearly – I mean, it's it's the same yeah, exact thing as Landry and Lombardi leaving the Giants and becoming, you know, icons in other places. The same thing happened with Belichick. And we had Ray Hanley, who was I, – I said it. When we hired McAdoo, I said I love the guy because he's a ridiculous-looking asshole, but he's, he's a blogger's dream. However, there's a chance he's going to be Ray Hanley, and he was basically Ray Hanley to a T. Oh, team. he made Ray. He, he was worse than Ray Hanley. <laughs> he was worse than Ray Hanley, if that was possible. Yep, yep. So, uh, but to answer your question, no, I haven't watched it lately. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely. I let's go Pats, baby. Let's go Pats. I am. I, I all these Philly guys. Like that's the other thing that pisses me off. All these Philly people just don't own their what they are. It's only so many times you can see a story from the same city. They just have to own their rep, and I would at least respect them. But I can't even respect that side of things. And Tank. Come on, 2007 September. That was the Phillies fans that were haunting you. You, what's your your boy? Uh, he's a he's a Patriots fan. I'm guessing he's a Red Sox fan too. Your your rival we were talking about before. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Tank. Who won the World Series that year? Red Sox. <laughs> and let me tell you, let me tell you something about the 2007 World Series. That was terrible. It might have been the worst World Series I've ever seen. Yeah, it was Varsity versus JV. I mean. The uh, Colorado Rockies got this lucky run at the end October. of October. Yeah. And they swept their way to the World Series. And they had a week off while the Red Sox had to 
struggle to come back from down 3-1 to beat the Indians. And that that destroyed all the Rockies' momentum. The Rockies went back to the mediocre team they were from uh, April to August. And it was just, turn out the lights, the party's over. It was, that series was just awful. It was bad to watch. I remember I was at, I went to the uh, Devil's uh, first game ever at Prudential Center. Mm-hmm. And that was like game three. And I got home and it was a blowout in game three. And then it was just, it's just an awful World Series. There's nothing, there was no games in that World Series that you just look back and go, oh, wow, that was an intriguing game. I mean, the, the, the only World Series that might have been worse might have been 2004, which was mm. the most anticlimactic World Series in the history of mankind. I mean, you got the Red Sox with this 3-0 comeback against the Yankees, and then the, the St. Louis Cardinals just absolutely lay an absolute egg. Tank, I didn't watch one inning of baseball once the Mets were eliminated from the playoffs. God bless you. I couldn't even – like, I was so happy that World Series sucked because I was like, there's not a chance I'm watching any of this fucking playoff. I, like, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, and I still have flashbacks. Every time I hear the song, Wake Me Up When September Ends and uh, Free Fallen by uh, Tom Petty. <laughs> Think, I, I can't listen to those songs because of the 2007 match. It was – an absolute nightmare. My head was friggin' spinning, and, and then we got to, to uh, uh, and then I'm I'm almost resigned to the fact the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl that year. I, <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, it was at, and it was like ESPN was like, like we finally get to stick it to the seventy-two Dolphins. No, it was ESPN hates the seventy-two Dolphins. I mean, they they gave the uh, the top ten, the ESPN top ten Super Bowl winners, and they had and you had seventy-two Dolphins. You're not on the list. <laughs> The most annoying football personality in the world, Mercury Morris. The most overrated coach in the history of the NFL is Don Shula. We hate the Dolphins. I mean, they had a Super Bowl tournament. They had the Dolphins get uh, knocked out in the first round, the 72 Dolphins. They called the 72 Dolphins the worst Super Bowl champion of all time, even though they're 17-0, because they hate the 72 Dolphins. They came up with a stupid computer game where they lose to everybody. They go 0-16. So they hate the 72 Dolphins, and it's like ESP was like in all their glory that this this record is going to end. And then... 2008, the Miami Dolphins, the Wildcat, took over the AFC East. Who would have thought it was ever possible? Roddy Brown running the Wildcat. Yeah, that was one year of greatness. One year of greatness. <laughs> but, but and then you're you resigned to the fact. And it, but the Giants played well in that game. But you still think it's going to – that the Patriots are going to win the game, especially when they're up late in the fourth quarter. And then you see Eli Manning about to take the sack, and he escapes. And this incredible, like, helmet catch. Which is like the, the first moment you thought, oh, this could be something magical. That was the first moment I thought something magical could happen. And then <laughs> Burris caught the touchdown. Jay Alford sacked Tom Brady. And you could hear Tom, you'd hear Joe Buck almost crying up in the booth. The New York team's going to win. I hate New York. I'm going to make this call. And the Giants have won Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Up next, what's the exciting conclusion of? Ali McBeal! Yes, it's Ali McBeal! I can't wait on Ali McBeal! The Giants have won the Super Bowl. I'm just, uh, my favorite shows. I never stop watching Fox. In fact, I love watching the shows that are aimed at teenagers like the OC. I watch the OC three times every week. 
Uh, Clem, we have some Twitter questions too we want to get to, but we want to hear more about your your Super Bowl game day experience. Um, kind of like walk us through your setup. Uh, you you saw when you get super plugged into the halftime show, some of those crazy prop bets. Um, yep. g- give us a little give us a little audio tour here. Well, there's two. There's two. There's two experiences. There's pre-parents and post-parenting. I'll give you the pre-parenting experience first because that one's a lot more fun. We get. All right, this is my thoughts about Super Bowl game day. You got to get your food not too early, not too late. You have to get it at the perfect time, like an hour before game time. You got to do your pizza. You got to do your wings. You got to do your chips, your dips, all that kind of stuff. Everyone's into the guac. You got to get guac. You got to get buffalo chicken. It's a chicken dip. It's part of the experience these days. You have to have Super Bowl boxes or squares. I know there was this whole thing about which way it's called. What do you guys call them, boxes or squares? I've never heard boxes, boxes before. Oh, You call them boxes? Oh, I see. Yeah. That's what it is. Like I've heard both, so I was like, kind of the outside looking in, like whatever. But people are like so set in their ways, and apparently everyone has everything. Um, you got to have boxes, hundred uh, percent. Prop bets. I'm a big prop bet guy. I had prop bets in my wedding. Like my wife and I, like we set it up. We gave it to all the guests. Everyone had to like guess. Um, like that's how, a good idea. Yeah, like the over-under, there was a couple things like um, how long stuff was going to take. And the one prop I remember we had on there was how much would me and my wife combined eat in pigs in a blanket throughout the night. Because that was like the one thing we made sure they had as as the hors d'oeuvres for for a cocktail hour. Yeah, Um, I'm sure it went over. (laughs) Yeah, it went over. It went over. (laughs) Um, And then – this is the thing. You have to get your eating done early because you don't want to get off that couch. Once you lose that spot on the couch, the thing about the, 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 the Super Bowl that fucks you up is the pacing. I'm a commercial guy. Are you guys commercial guys? Uh, yeah, like watching them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like to watch my commercials. The halftime show, if it's a decent artist. So you're basically stuck to that couch in the same seat for a while. So you got to just like plan it out, eat early, graze, get your drinks in here and there whenever you can. But you don't want to be like getting up and down too much because it's like it, it really is like the one game a year where you're really stuck to the TV. What about you, Frank? I got to hear your – I don't know what to expect from you, Frank. <laughs> you know what I've always been tradition for me is either pizza or sandwiches on the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. What kind of – like you're doing cold cuts? Yes. Already made or you are you getting the cold cuts and it's make it yourself? I go to get the cold cuts myself, get some nice – a nice long roll, put nice like that, uh, put them on a nice long roll, and uh, around kickoff, I'll have the first sandwich ready and I'll eat it through the first quarter. So it's nothing that I have to keep getting up for, and nothing I have to make, nothing I have to clean up. I, and I, I imagine this goes without saying, Boar's Head cold cuts, correct? Uh, some of them. Oh, Frank, don't give me that. Don't give me that, Frank. Boar's Head. It's Boar's Head or bust. There's one thing I like. There's a bologna brand. It's called Wunderbar. It's a German, it's a German bologna that I absolutely love. It's called Wunderbar bologna. Okay. Okay. I'll, I, take my I, boar's, I'll get my boar's head uh, roast beef. I'll get my boar's head turkey. I'll get my boar's head uh, bl- uh, liverwurst. Although boar's head, I don't think they make prosciutto. Liverwurst. <laughs> You're showing your age throwing the liverwurst out there. Jesus Christ. I'll get down with bologna. I'll get down with the bologna. You could go with whatever kind of bologna you want. I, I mean, the and they and uh, and they don't and Borsa doesn't make prosciutto. Mm-hmm. You got to have you, you got any good sandwich you got to have prosciutto. <laughs> every every tank sandwich has a little bit of prosciutto on it no matter what it is. Prosciutto, huh? yes. I respect the shit out of that, man. And uh and then and for uh, Super Bowl, you want to get some uh, capicola in there too. Okay. Yep. 
Yep. Frank, you're you're and, you're... and, and you know what you got to have with the sandwich. What, a chips? nice blah. Oh God, Frank brought these like cookie <laughs> licorice tasting <laughs> things in. We had them for snacking. Oh, we did it the video still. They were the goddamn worst things I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it's like, and Tank goes, it's like you know, kind of like a pretzel, but also like a dessert. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like the either the best or worst thing in the world. And it was the worst thing in the world. It tastes like black licorice. Who likes black I, licorice? I, I mean, it, I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I, there's nothing better than a night with a nice coca sandwich than a thaw. <laughs> so you're not cooking on the Super Bowl because that was my question. I didn't know if we were going to get like a tank cooks. No, Super we're not going to cook a tanks cook on the Super Bowl. I don't cook on the Super Bowl. I don't want to clean up after the Super Bowl. You yeah. get a picture of the sandwich. I'll get a yeah. We'll get a picture of the sandwich. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get. I'm, I'm looking forward to this, and I'm happy to hear you. I'm a, like I'm a Boris head oven gold turkey guy. That's my number one cold cut by far. Number one with a bullet. Do you have a number one cold cut, Frank? Is it the bologna? It's the Wunder Bobaloni and the Pajuk. <laughs> Wunder Bobaloni. Breaking news. <laughs> it's a German bologna. You see, it's a my, you see, on my mother's side, I'm German. So I guess that's my, it, I guess that, that matches my heritage. It's, it's, it's a, you got the, uh, the uh, I'm part Irish, I'm part Italian, I'm part Italian, I'm part German. So you got the, uh, you got the liberal wars, which is, I guess would be the, the, the English side or, it might be kind of the German English, English German side. You got the, the German bologna. You got the Italian prosciutto. You're a you're a big time Italian guy, man. You have a lot. I mean, it's a Jersey thing too. You know what I mean? You 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 dabble in the Italian stuff a lot. I like that. I respect that about you. Frank, are you looking forward to Justin Timberlake for the halftime show? No, I am not. <laughs> you're more of an in sync guy. You like when they're all together, right? Oh. <laughs> When are we going to have a good halftime show? I'm tired of pop artists. Can we, can we please? Why can't we have Bon Jovi? Why can't we have Metallica? Why can't we have someone that rocks? And so we have these like like these pop singers all the time. It, it's... And, and, and the people who watch pop music are typically the people that don't watch football. And, and then you got these like these 40 people. And you know what I found out? The people who are on the, the, the field who are dancing. Don't really get a good listen to the music that's going on because the sound system is designed for people in the stands. So they're just dancing uh-huh. like this. <laughs> well, we have our gift for the episode now. <laughs> Frank dancing. I think we're going to have to promote this episode with. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, Frank, so who, who's your ideal show? That you said Metallica and who is it? Bon Jovi? Yeah, something like that. Uh, a bon- rock artist? Was Bon Jovi on recently? Or I feel like Bon Jovi was like a few years ago. Like probably might have been like, like the first a, single Super Bowl. They did like a post game show one year where they like performed while the Buccaneers were getting their trophy. <laughs> the Buccaneers. And Metallica. I don't know if Metallica was ever in it. I'm trying to think. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I'm a Bruno Mars guy, Frank. I I know you're not a pop 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 fan, but that's my dude. Bruno Mars is my guy. Uh, or or here's another thing we could go. We haven't done a country artist in a while. You tell me Garth Brooks couldn't do a halftime show or, or, uh, or what's that guy's name? So, so, I mean, we could get Billy Ray Cyrus. Not, no, not Billy Harry Cyrus. Mum, uh, Mumford and Sons. But I'm trying to give us someone from like this fucking decade. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Garth Brooks right. is still popular. Tim McGraw. 
Tim, Tim McGraw, McGraw could do okay. it. Okay. Tim McGraw. We'll get Faith Hill up there. That's his Faith girl, Hill. right? Yes. Get we bring let's just bring all the girls who do the Sunday night song and just have them, you know, sing, sing, do their thing. I'd be down with that. Toby Keith, there's another one. <laughs> Frank's <laughs> Frank's going for that country country music. I I will love to see the day where they announce a country music song. You sing her as the halftime show and just to see what Twitter turns into. It's going to be a fucking, it's going to be like Biff when Biff took over the, the Hill Valley and back to the future. I mean, they did, a, they, did a, they did a country uh, uh, halftime show like 25 years ago. Wasn't too bad. <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> Were you, you guys born 25 years ago? No. Was the year the Cowboys beat the Bills for the second time in Atlanta. They had one. Yep, yep. Twenty-seven, man. You got it. Or that was eight. That was twenty-eight. The so twenty-seven was 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 uh. Michael what's your rules? Is it fifty-two? This is fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. 52. yeah. Frank, are you fucking just pulling out halftime guys out of you? Like who's saying <laughs> Super Bowl show at halftime nineteen? <laughs> Super Bowl nineteen. I think that might have been uh, up with people. So that <laughs> that one kind of sucked. <laughs> That's what they still had upper people doing it. Yeah, we're had when they used to have upper people. Do you, did, does anyone remember upper people? No, no <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember that shit. I'm old as hell, right? Upper people <laughs> would like sing like these like like regular like pop songs, and it was like a a, a chorus of like people were, like like the sixteen to twenty four, and they're always like, "We gotta get high, we gotta get high. and all dancing around it and choreography." You got to look at the videos of how lame these upper people halftime shows were. Well, I think we have uh, a new gift for the and, episode now. And bar none, the worst halftime show. You got to look this up. Super Bowl 23. What was it? Bebop and Doozled. It was this Elva, Elvis impersonator that did magic tricks. And it was like, ooh, you know, is this your card? Ooh, you got, and, and, and it was in 3D. So you could get the Coca-Cola had the, the 3D glasses you could get with it. The people with the poodle skirts. And then you see them, is this your card? No, it's not your card. This is your card. I mean, you got to see. I think it might be on YouTube, this Super Bowl 23 halftime show. It is the absolute worst. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll find it, we'll clip it, and we'll, we'll tweet it out. Uh, all right, we got some Twitter questions here for you guys, and these can kind of be quick hitters. If you want to expand a little more, um, go for it. But I think we got some good ones. Um, Irish King One Hundred uh, says, "What is one national holiday you would give up to make the Monday after the Super Bowl a holiday to get out of work?" Well. I have a proposal that I've had for years, and I don't think it's a very – I think a lot of people will agree with it. You just move the Super Bowl back one week to what is it, President's Day? Is, two weeks. Is in, in two weeks, whatever. And then all you have to do is you just add some – we, we probably need some more bye weeks in the NFL. Let's be honest. These guys, their brains are just destroyed. We, we could even make Thursday better by having the teams have the week off beforehand. So more teams have bye weeks. More teams are fresher for Thursday. Everything works out. Let's move it back. Super Bowl is the night before President's Day. Next day is President's Day. America as hell is having the day off for a hangover and a food hangover. Boom, that's my answer. Clem, you stole my idea. Oh, Tank, I'm sorry. That's what I've been saying that for years. Yep. We should have two bye weeks in the regular season. They'll make it an 18-week regular season. And uh, the rule should be that if you, do, if you play on Thursday, you have the bye week 
one of your bye weeks is before a Thursday night game. Yep. I've been saying that. I even said that on the show, I believe, uh, earlier this year. And what you do is you begin the regular season a week later. So that I, would yep, yep. push it up to two weeks you need to get to President's Day, and the Super Bowl will be played President's Day weekend. The only problem is then you have that week now, because that week is nice how it goes from uh, Labor Day straight into the NFL season. We'd have to, like, I don't know if we create a holiday for that week. We have to do something <laughs> good for that Sunday, because I have grown accustomed to having that week go straight into uh, the NFL. But you know what? But you still have baseball back then, at least, so. That's it's not true. like a total loss. It's just you have college football games that could start earlier that time, and I, I mean the only other thing I could think of is maybe start is having a week off between the regular season and the playoffs, and letting college football take center stage. But I think this they got to find a way to get the Super Bowl to be played on President's Day weekend. I think that's the best, the perfect way for everyone. Yeah, and I mean if you think about it, like they really the way the NFL works now. It really does just like blow college football like out of the water with some of this stuff. When especially when they're like the same day, like that national championship game was an all timer, and we forgot about it like less than a week later because then the Minnesota miracle happened and like everyone's into the NFL. Whereas the national championship, there's so there's so much shit, and they have a team that's undefeated that doesn't even feel like they got a fair shake. So, um, well, I, I'm with you, thank you. College football needs to go to an 18 playoff. That <laughs> <laughs> um, B Palm is asking uh he says he's a new dad uh to a four-week-old he'll be watching the game alone with the wife and kid and he says it's kind of nice not to have 25 people over he asked clem do you ever use the kid as an excuse not to watch the game with friends yes uh this is one thing for all the parents out there you use your kid for excuse to get out of anything you don't want to do even if it's stuff you wanted to do until like the last minute, you just be like, up, oh, kid got sick, kid did this, kid did that. When the kid actually gets sick, you're like, shit, I just used that excuse. Who cares? No one wants to deal with your kid if it's tired, sick, crying, whatever the hell it may be. Um, that's the thing, though. Like I said, post-parenting life now, my Super Bowl is literally just sitting inside. Like my wife goes, what do you want to do with the Super Bowl? I looked at her like she was crazy. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, bringing a kid somewhere else 10 o'clock at night. It's like you're just basically putting a gun to your head. So – um, I held my, this was what I did for the Super Bowl last year. We each got like, a, we got, again, you get your food, you just trim it down to like one fifth the amount of stuff. Cause you know, a bunch of people over you eat and then you just basically watch. I went, I watched the second half of the Super Bowl. My wife was sleeping and I was holding my daughter in my hands and she was crying and I'm watching the greatest comeback in history. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do wrong here? So, <laughs> to, to, well, who is that? Who's the, who wrote in that question? Uh, at B Palm at B Palm, dude. It's the first first Super Bowl of your life for the rest of your life now, man. Get used to it. Once those once your youngest kid is able to like walk, talk, and like function, you can maybe do some fun stuff again. Until then, it's gonna be weird, but in the end, like Super Bowl parties, that's the other thing. They're fun, and then like half the time you're just like, this asshole won't shut up. This asshole doesn't even care about the thing. This guy's being like uh, an obnoxious fan. So you're not gonna miss all that much. We're all on Twitter together. We'll have some fun. <laughs> I hear you. <clears throat> Uh, all right, Tank, this one's right up your alley. At Tim D 1387 asks, what's the best Super Bowl winning defense since the 2000 Ravens? Since the 2000 Ravens? Yeah. Frank is – like whenever we talk about like if something's the best of all time or, or like up there with that, Frank is always leaning old school. 
So this kind of forces mm. him to pick uh, someone well, since <coughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the uh, I think the best defense actually was the '85 Bears, but. I think 2000 are close. What if the hurricane's name was Hurricane Dicka? <laughs> but uh, since the 2000 races, uh, I, so have I, guess... go, I have to go not too long ago. The Broncos. Oh. Against the Panthers, the, what was it, the 15 Broncos? Yeah. I might have went with the 0-2 Bucks. Just because they were pretty ridiculous, too. But the Broncos were sick as well. Yeah, well, keep in mind, the Buccaneers got a little help. You got Barrett Robbins going on the, uh, the, 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 the going to Tijuana because he he got uh, had a panic attack over the, the to try to change the audible signals and then and then the uh, the Buccaneers knowing all the Raiders audio signals because they're the same ones they didn't change them after Gruden left and yeah, Bill Callahan. Oh. There's a clip of that Super Bowl is is Don Lynch running off the field. Everything is the same. Everything is the same. We worked. We saw everything. They didn't change anything. We got this. We got this. <laughs> and they certainly did. They had five minutes. The only thing that made that game look a little close is that once the, uh, the, the Buccaneers went up 34-3 in the third quarter, they went like in a 20, they went like in a 10-minute like snooze fest. The Raiders scored three touchdowns to make it look a little closer. But they, uh, they, they got those last two uh, uh, pick sixes to – Make it forty-eight twenty, and it was an ugly game. Ugly I mean, game. I mean, the Raiders just got embarrassed that day. Uh, the same handle is asking who are some of the best Super Bowl week interviews um, from all time. So I think what media day is happening right now, or did it finish? Uh, I think it's. I don't know if it's still going on. The Patriots. When we started, the Patriots were on. So I think the Eagles still got to come on, right? Oh uh, yeah. Are there any that stand out to you, Frank? I, like it, I used to like when it was on Tuesday. I don't know why they moved it to Monday. Yeah, in the nighttime, I don't know. Is that is uh, that new this year? Last year it was. Last year. Okay. Well, I'd tell you one person definitely isn't. Not Alex Reimer. The next que- the next question he'll be asking is, Do you want fries with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going at Tom Brady's kid is an interesting strategy when you work Why? in the world. <laughs> She's five, you idiot. <laughs> Uh, well, he's been uh, suspended from his job, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, he's yeah. suspended indefinitely. You know what that means, don't you? He's Fired. <laughs> he's like the guys who deflated the balls. They got suspended indefinitely, and then you never heard from them again. <laughs> uh, I, the only, the only, uh, the only uh, radio job he'll be having lately is he'll be in, uh, he'll be uh, doing sports radio in Rexburg, Idaho. W-K-I-D. <laughs> oh, this Idaho direct Idaho talk with Frankie. I'm scared where we're going right now. <laughs> we're gonna have some potato sack racing. We're gonna see <laughs> who grew the biggest potato. I, I I mean my father hates Idaho so much. It's basically just the news. It's on Idaho. And and we have like the news, the local news. <laughs> Armor Joe grew an eighteen pound potato. And everyone came to see it. it was a good thing to see down here at Farmer Joe's 18-pound potato. He's the champion potato growing for Eastern Idaho Region 2016. <laughs> Congratulations, Farmer Joe. Tank, do you um, – I like Marshawn Lynch. I liked Beast Mode when he was on Media Day. Were you a Beast Mode guy or did you not like, care for his antics? 
I never really bothered about it. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh-huh. I thought that was the main reason, reason why the, uh, the Seahawks ended up losing, though. It's because it was, it, <laughs> if he would have scored that touchdown, he would have been the Super Bowl MVP. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and it would have been a nightmare for this. When you wish upon a star, they would have had that great Disney commercial, the traditional Disney commercial after the Super Bowl. Wherever who you are, Marshawn Lynch, you have just won the Super Bowl. Where are you going now? I am congratulately, contractually obligated to go to Disney World. <laughs> Your dreams come true. <laughs> Uh, at Joe Bag seven twenty ask, uh, what's the most impressive Super Bowl individual performance you can remember watching? I feel and, like Tank's going through the encyclopedia in his head right now yeah. and trying but, to Frank, like weigh the numbers. It's gonna be from eighty or priors or the eighties <laughs> or priors, my guess. And Frank, just to, just to clarify, if you want, you can use Brady from last year. You can use Brady from forty nine. <laughs> you can use Brady from oh one. But you can't use anyone before the merger. <laughs> it has to be after, before Super, after Super Bowl one. Yeah, no autogram. Most <laughs> impressive Super Bowl performances. Well, I could think of a number of ones. I could think of uh, Steve Young Super Bowl twenty nine, where he just like had like six touchdown passes, I think, or five or six touchdown passes. But the, is that the one where he took like the monkey off the back? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that one comes to mind. Uh. uh I think of Larry Zonka just rolling over, crushing all the uh, the Vikings running up the field in Super Bowl eight. Uh, Marcus Allen Super Bowl eighteen. That was a hell of a Super Bowl for a running back. Uh, Terrell Davis playing through migraines, scoring three touchdowns as uh, John Elway did the helicopter dive. Uh, what about twenty twenty one for twenty five Super Bowl twenty five? Phil Sims, come on, put a little respect on his name. Yeah. Phil Sims years ago one you had the uh, the accuracy of Phil Sims. Uh, I think of Giants' absolute masterful game plan in Super Bowl twenty five, where they they said, "Okay, we can't stop the Bills' uh, offense, so what we're going to do is we're just going to hold the ball for twelve minutes and just uh, def- just really like take the uh, their offense off the field and." That's how we're going to win this game. And sure enough, they did. I mean, if you think about it, Jeff Hosser almost got sacked. He got Well, he got did get sacked. He fumbled the ball in the end zone and recovered his own fumble. And that was uh, – the Bills could have put the game away right there if they had scored a touchdown. But what the Giants did is they scored just before the, the end of the first half. And then they got the ball to start the second half and scored to start the second half. And it was like the Bills – were off the field, offense off the field for over an hour. And by the time that happened, they didn't have that same rhythm. And that's how they won that game. Yep. It's in the Hall of Fame. Bill Belichick. That's why he's my guy. Um, and, you know, just because we had some Patriots fans out here, we'll throw Justin Tuck in the mix. That performance when he was all up in Grady's fucking piece in Super Bowl 42. And yeah, he should have been the MVP that year. He could have been the MVP. Yeah, he um, – we had him on game time. I played against him Madden, and he was like, <clears throat> excuse me, we're like, do you have any regrets from your playing days? 
And he said, yeah, I've won that. I signed my contract before the Super Bowl instead of after it because I could have done anything to Jerry Reese after I had won that Super Bowl. And it was one of the most honest answers I've ever heard in my life. And I really appreciate it. He goes, but I got him anyway. I got mine in the end. And I was like, yeah, you did, man. You got your money. You got paid. So, uh, he was a fuck. I mean, that dude with the, when he had the, uh, the cage mask, can you mm-hmm. imagine being so, some poor son of a bitch having to block that guy? Like I, I honestly, I think Tom Brady, when he sees ghosts, it's the ghost of Justin Tuck that is that still will forever be in his mind. Yeah. All right, come. We'll let you get uh, going in a sec while we have you real quick. Um, and Mets update off season hasn't been you know too eventful. You, you brought back Jay Bruce. Where are you at? You... I'm I'm so I am just so amazed of how this is playing. I said this like I think it was 2014. I was talking to KFC Kevin at Barstool, and I was saying, the Mets are like cicadas. We come out once every 10 years. Our Mets fans, we get loud, we're happy, we're alive, we're boisterous. Everyone's like, get these fuckers away from us. And then we just shrivel up and die, and then we don't hear from us for a decade. And I knew that was going to be the case, and I'm like, how are they going to screw up having, like, a thousand fireball arms and, like, enough offense just to make it all happen? And this is how they do it. They're wheeling back last year's team, hoping that shunning Ray Ramirez will keep everyone healthy, which isn't a bad plan, mind you, that Ray Ramirez being gone. It's not a bad thing. But Jose Reyes, they're gonna I know he's gonna end up being our second baseman. I know that because they put him at third base to start the year last year. Uh Adrian Gonzalez, you know, he's just a backup or to mentor Dom Smith. Nope. He'll be our starting face first baseman every day. Jay Bruce, not bad. Whatever. I don't even care. It's just, it's just a disaster. Frank knows where I'm at. We're, I, I, you know what? I'm hanging out with Frank too much. I see his tweets too much, and then he drags me down into the dark side, and then I'm sad before mm-hmm. baseball even gets here. And, and, and keep in mind, Michael Conforto, they say will be available May 1st. When they say someone's going to be available May 1st, that means see you in September. <laughs> see yep. you when our season's done. See you when we're 20 below, and you'll never be the same again. My, and keep my, my, yeah, in Michael Conforto, it's going to go David Wright. He's going to be surgery, 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 setback, surgery, setback, surgery, setback, surgery, setback, surgery. And then they're going to find out that the hospital for special surgery doctor, the domestic discount doctors, oh, I botched it. And that's the real problem. You're going to find out that these doctors the Mets have are getting are, are, are at the discount medical center that they get the day they, they finish last. It's going to be like that, that old weird I'm going to give it a song. Like a surgeon cutting for the very first time. Like a surgeon just take your career away. I mean, I am. Um, you ever hear that song by Weird Al? Yeah, it's one of the classics, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's that's that that's who the best team doctor is. It's it's Weird Al in that song. I am mid. I'm a quack. In class <laughs> in the medical school. I mean, that's who the best got. And not only did he finish last in medical school, he finished last in the medical school at the Guatemalan Medical Academy. <laughs> <laughs> The Mets' entire franchise is a Weird Al fucking song. It's an album. A Weird Al album is the fucking Mets franchise. I mean, it, I mean, if the, it, the Mets would be the for the team that would that's buying a that's that's buying, building a house, and they said it's this wood may not last more than five years. 
but it's eight dollars cheaper than this one. Oh, definitely go to cheaper wood. <laughs> Clem, we really appreciate you coming on um, with us again, our first two-time guest. Anyone listening, they I'm sure they know where to find you, but um, you know, just give a shout out to you know to yourself and Podfathers and all the great work you're doing at Barstool. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, you can follow me uh, at the Clem Report on Twitter, Podfathers Show on Twitter as well. Barstool Sports is where I write. We got the podcast up on there and all that good stuff. I'll be blogging about whatever today. I blog. Like I said I blogged about tanks, uh, tank, <laughs> tank cooks, and it was very well received. So check those out. Check out the blog. I, I'll probably make another thing maybe Friday night for Saturday. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Very exciting. I love it. I'll be looking forward to it. So uh, thanks for having me on, and we'll uh, hope to come back soon. Yeah, go Pats. Go Pats, baby. Let's go. <laughs> do we have like a – like there's no Fly Eagles Fly, but like what do we have? Do we have like a saying? They have a uh, song. No have... days off. No <laughs> days off. They have, there's a Patriot song. New England, the Patriots and me. New England, as perfect as can be. New England, the Patriots and me. <laughs> That's the closest thing I've ever heard to a Patriot fight song. Well, I'm going to have to download that on the uh, the old iPhone there. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> All right, uh, have a good one. Enjoy it. You guys too, man. Have a good one. All right, Tanks Army. We're now going to be joined by Blackjack Fletcher, the Barstool Sports Pick'em Podcast intern champ. Uh, this segment's brought to you by mybookie.ag. Super Bowl is coming up this week. We have game spread to bet on. You can bet on game MVP, prop bets. Make sure you get in on the action and help out your favorite man on the internet, Frank Fleming himself. Enter promo code TANK at mybookie.ag for a 50% sign-up bonus. You deposit $50 and you get $25 free just for using promo code TANK. Now on to the interview with Blackjack. All right, and we're now joined by Blackjack Fletcher, Barstool Sports Pick'em Podcast Intern Champion, home of winners, hashtag for the team, hashtag Jackpack. Uh, Blackjack, do you go by Blackjack or Blackjack Fletcher? What's your, how should we address that? Blackjack. Blackjack? All right, how are we doing tonight? I'm fantastic. How are you? We're good. We're good. Uh, we just got done recording. We just recorded with Clem for a bit, so Frank is in full depression mode about um, the terribleness of what he considers this Pats Eagles game coming up this Sunday. I'm sorry to hear that, Frankie. I think the only map now there was a matchup that was worse to me personally, and it was the Cowboys and Bills. Oh. I think the only matchup that could possibly be worse now would be uh, Patriots oh. and Cowboys. Frankie, I'm I'm a Bills guy, so that 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 hurts my heart. Well, keep in mind, I'm a Dolphins fan, so I can't root for any other any of those any of those Frank, teams. That that confuses the hell out of me, brother. I don't get it. I, I lived in Miami for a while. Nobody down there even cares about the Dolphins. How do you care about them? I go back to the days of Marino and Chula. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about like the yeah, 90s. but I'm I, you'd be like I, a Cowboys fan. No, I was in the, I was a Dolphin fan in the eighties. I oh. actually. I actually go back to Super Bowl 17. Jesus, Frankie's original. I go, I go back to uh, A.J. Dewey in the mud ruining the Jets day. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, Frank, because you're a Mets guy. I know that. <laughs> so I, I just I, I feel like you should be a Jets fan. But I guess congratulations because the Dolphins are at least better than the Jets. And then I was a Dan Marino guy. 
all those years. Yeah, Demery, hell of a quarterback, Frankie. Hell of a quarterback. Uh, Dolphins and Bills, you guys are brothers in the AFC East basement. That's good to know. Uh, Blackjack, give us, before we get into this game coming up, um, give us just a little bit more of your background, um, you know, kind of how this gambling, you know, came to be with you and how you, how you, how you wound up at Barstool. Serendipity, my friend, serendipity. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm from New York, uh, originally went to law school, got a job in 09 in Florida. Uh, the economy wasn't great. Got a job down there, went there, did an eight year bender in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, hated it. It's a hellscape. I'm sorry, Frank, your Dolphins play there, but it's a hellscape. Um, decided to move back. I was literally in the airport in Miami getting on a plane to come to New York when Lou sent out a tweet looking for someone. And so I responded to him and, uh, you know, he brought me in and then then the winning began and it has not stopped and it will not stop. <laughs> That's awesome. And so you've worked with uh, Frank before you got Frank. He's come on your Instagram live show, right? Yeah, me and Frankie have done some halftime shows during the playoffs. It's been yeah, yeah. been absolutely electric. People love it. Uh, okay, let's get into the game coming up then. Um, so just to address, we have not talked with you about the game. And I don't even know, do, are you leaning one way in terms of, you know, what you're picking for, you know, just the spread? Or is that something you're going to wait as it gets closer? Um, I'm going to wait until probably – Friday or so, but I'll tell you, I've gone back and forth on it a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Um, when the line first came out, it was like six, six and a half. My initial thought process was, all right, you take the Eagles to cover, but the Patriots to win. And if the Eagles jump out to a little bit of lead, maybe you, you live bet the Pats money line and kind of hit it both ways. But right. this line just keeps falling, man. It just keeps coming down. And it's getting to the point where, I mean, you have to seriously consider taking the Patriots or maybe you just say, screw it and take the Pats money line and, and, you know, you know, lay, lay the juice on it because I just look, obviously anything can happen. The Eagles have played two very, very, very good playoff games. You can't take that away from them, but I just don't believe that we live in a world where Nick Foles and Doug Peterson beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. I don't think we live in that universe. Frank, your thoughts? I just, I, I just think the uh, Patriots are going to find a way to win the game. I mean, it, uh, I've been so so beaten down by this, it's just—I just don't see them losing. Frankie, what's your what's your what's your beef with the Eagles, brother? Philadelphia fans. Yeah, the trash, right? Yes. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I mean, uh, to me, it's just—I can't stand. I cannot stand the Eagles. Is it the Eagles or is it Philadelphia? It's the Phillies and Flyers too, right? It, it's the Phillies. It's the Flyers. It's the uh, 76ers too. I just don't like anybody from Philadelphia. Wow. Bold statement, Frankie. I mean, uh, the hockey t- – and, 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 and to tell you the truth, it's in hockey. The team I hate the most is the Flyers. I hate the Flyers more than I hate the Rangers. In uh, baseball – I hate the Phillies and Braves. Those are two teams I hate the most. All right, but Frankie, the Phillies are not in the same – as a Mets fan, we're on the same page on this one. The Braves have to be in a separate class. Like, it's the Braves, the Yankees, and then everybody else. 2007. Okay, but that's – I mean, that's one year. The Braves tormented us for a decade, and the Yankees our entire lives. But that, that, that 2007 just was so – just 
just like awful. I don't know. The the Phillies to me, I don't sweat the Phillies. The Phillies and it's and it's and people like and it's people like uh, Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley. Yeah, I mean Chase Utley's a prick. No two ways about that. We're we're in agreement on that one. Was it oh seven? I mean, I rooted for the Astros last year, mainly because uh, Chase Utley was on the uh, Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, Chase Utley, I mean, you remember what happened back in 15. I mean, he, he, that guy, that guy needs something bad to happen to him. What was it, 07 and 08, the back-to-back September collapses? Yes, it was. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't <laughs> good, my man. Uh, Blackjack, can you talk us through, you know, just, like you, as you said, the line came out, it was around six. It's all the way down to four and a half now. Can you just talk us through, um, you know, for anyone listening, think about betting on the game, you know, what that means, um, what that means that's happened so far and what that could mean uh, the rest of the week leading up to the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you, first of all, my advice to anyone betting on the game is to wait. Um, don't bet now because it, it's too soon. First of all, you have a week of practice left. Like what happens if one of these quarterbacks pulls a Teddy Bridgewater and blows their knee out in practice. Like it's, it's just, it's crazy to bet a game a week in advance. I, I don't, I don't think in football, that's a wise idea, but right. you know, I, I think you're seeing people with the same thought process as what I was saying before. The Patriots don't blow teams out in Super Bowls. They, they haven't done it in any of their wins. They're all close games. The two they lost were close games. They're always close. So, and the Patriots kind of have this tendency to start slow so I, I think people were thinking at six, six and a half, five and a half, all right, let's take Philadelphia because he, the Patriots are probably going to win, but that's a lot of points. But, you know, now we're kind of getting down to a point where, you know, we're like four and a half now. And you, you have to start to think about laying it with New England, you know, and then the money line discussion comes. You, you see these reports about people betting you know, seven figures on the Eagles. Well, there's a lot of money on the Patriots money line too, because it was the Patriots money line was like minus 190 a couple of days ago, and now it's minus 230. So there's there's a fair amount of money on that too. I mm-hmm. think you just got to wait until like Friday or Saturday and see where this line settles. Well, I typically make my picks like Thursday night, Friday night. Yeah. So uh, that's when I'll put my uh, post my weekly pick on sportsencyclopedia.com, but. <laughs> I'm I'm leaning to uh, Patriots, and I'm leaning. It's going to be. I think it's going to be in the neighborhood of twenty-seven, twenty-one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a that's a crazy number, Frank. I I, I think that you know Philadelphia's defense is going to have to play an outstanding game, and and they've played two great games in the playoffs. I mean, they, they've done it, so they can do it. It's just you know the way Belichick game plans, he's going to make life difficult for Nick Foles. So. Uh, Foles is going to have a much different game than he had against the Falcons and the Vikings. And and I just don't know, you know, people say we're due for an appearance of bad Nick Foles. It, it kind of feels like maybe we are. I don't think it's going to be catastrophic, but I just, I don't, I just don't think we live in a world where the Patriots lose this game. I, I don't see it. <laughs> what you had mentioned blackjack about the past starting slow. Uh, so in the seven Super Bowls they've played with Brady, um, yeah. they've never scored a touchdown in the first quarter. And I don't know if there's some sort of proper like first quarter, like scoring that you, we could do to make money off that. Um, but is that something, is that like a trend that you would look at and, you know, place away, John, if it dates back 15 um, plus years, I generally, 
I, in the playoffs, especially, I kind of like the under in the first mm-hmm. quarter of New England games. Usually it's around seven and a half because it, you, you just don't usually get that much scoring. And in a Super Bowl, you got to remember, teams usually come out tight. Like yeah. they're usually, it's a feel out process. It's a very long pregame. It's not the normal routine. Teams usually come out a little tight in the Super Bowl. So I kind of like an under in the first quarter. As far as prop bets go, I mean, good God, there's a ton of them out there. And, and like, I'll tell you one that I actually saw today that I liked was whether Al Michaels or Chris Collinsworth at any point during the game would say the word Rocky. And it's like plus 180. Oh, that's going to happen. After I saw... After I saw last night that Patriots fans put the Rocky statue in Philly in a Tom Brady jersey, I feel pretty good because they could be talking about the statue. They could say one of the teams is off to a Rocky start. Could be anything. Just say the word Rocky. I kind of like that one. And it's good value. Frank, do you uh, do you look at like any of those other prop bets? Or are you just like a pick the spread gambler? I've you? never picked a prop bet. But if you want to pick <laughs> a prop bet, the best place to go to is my bookie, A.G., where there you uh, go, Frankie. You get a fifty percent uh, bonus if you use the uh, promo code Tank. There you go, Tank. You but uh, but to me, I I've just never done anything that silly. <laughs> but <laughs> but Blackjack, yeah. when you they say prop bets, are you talking like completion props, receiving yards, or are you talking like uh, no, how long man. the national anthem is? No, look, I, I don't. People who follow me know I don't do a lot of prop bets. I don't do a lot of live betting. But with the Super Bowl, there's I mean, there's hundreds it's of them. Different. So I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you weed through them, you can find a couple that that you can get some value on. I mean, you know, if you're looking at edge and, a and little. Me, personally, I always go to uh, Mrs. Gre- Mrs. Wayne Gretzky about uh, prop bets. She knows all about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frankie, you're a gem. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, you know, if you're if you're looking at that many bets, you can find a few that have value. There's one that I that I think is is a pretty good bet. It's which quarter has the most points in it. And if you go back over the Super Bowls, you see that really it's the second and the fourth quarter that have the most points in them almost consistently. And they're both plus numbers. So you can hedge a little bit and split your money between the second and the fourth quarter, and you're probably gonna come out ahead. Um so I, I like that one. I like I said, I like the Rocky one. It's kind of interesting, but I feel like someone's going to say the word Rocky during a three and a half hour, four hour broadcast. And uh, I did one of my favorite favorite prophets. So has always been how long the national anthem is going to be. Yeah, that's a great one, man. But it's always so damn close. And I, I'm not as I'm not a huge Pink fan, so I don't really know how she. I mean, do uh, I mean, it's it's too bad we couldn't bring back Marvin Gaye. For for his like eight minute uh, <laughs> oh say can that's what we need we need like Marvin Gaye Luther Vandross <laughs> we need one of those guys to drag it out <laughs> I went to Frankie. a uh, go ahead I went to a uh, Mets game one time and this group called the Voca people and if you look up the Voca people what they look like sung the national anthem and it was almost like where the minute you saw the Voca people you're like Okay, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and then you heard him. Oh, well, hey, can you see? <laughs> and then the one pops up. By the dawn, early bite. And then the other one comes in there. What so proud? Me, we, hail. 
I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't I think it was like an eight minute uh, rendition. I think the only thing we needed was Bleeding Gums Murphy to come out there. <laughs> Let me tell you, Frankie, an interesting prop that story. I've got an interesting one for you because it kills me to this day. Last year on the Super Bowl was probably, I, I probably made more on that game than I did on any other single game because I had the Patriots minus three and then I doubled down on the money line at halftime when they were getting killed. But I had a prop bet for the Lady Gaga halftime show and it was what song she was going to sing first and i can't remember the song because I'm not a real big lady gaga guy but i remember i dug deep I, I did some lady gaga research and whatever song that she wound up of hers singing first was the one i had and it was ten thousand to one and Jesus. i had that but she opened up with america the beautiful with like two lines of america the beautiful oh yeah, yeah i remember and it this killed me it killed me <laughs> I wanted to just throw everything within reach against the wall because that was the bet of a lifetime. That's right. Uh, what would, what do you think the line would be if Wentz was playing? I think we'd be close to a pick I, I think maybe, maybe it would open with new England minus one, but I think we'd be right at a pick tank. Yeah, I agree. I think it would, Maybe maybe even the Eagles plus one or minus maybe. one. Maybe yeah, I, I could see it. I could see it winding up there, uh, but I, I think we probably open New England minus one, one and a half, and then it, it would be bet in Philadelphia's favor. Blackjack, something I did this last year, and I'm considering doing it again. The odds aren't as good. Um, you're talking about Pat's money line. I mean, I'm sure you might have thought of this or have heard this idea before. Um, but as a po- if you want the Pats to win, what do you would you look at Brady for MVP? As a, yeah, I like getting, that. Getting a little bit better odds. Yeah, it's, the problem it's is minus, it's like, which is crazy, but it's, it's, it's like, like minus, minus 120. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think I saw it today at minus 130, something like that. But if you're going to bet that prop, I mean, he's been the MVP in what, four of their five Super Bowl wins? And James yep. White had like four touchdowns in one of them. Brady still won the yeah, MVP. Yeah, it should have been White last year. Been so, White. I mean, if, if the Patriots win, Brady's going to be the MVP unless someone does something that we've never seen before. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, and if you think you know, there's like so many I Super Bowls do. that have been by the quarterbacks have won the MVP, and especially like the last twenty years, where they really didn't deserve it. Yeah, we yeah, were just talking just, about forty-two with Eli. Yeah, it, it just it goes that way by default unless you have like a defensive player that makes a huge pick six, like Tracy Porter for the Saints. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean to it, me. Realistically, I don't it's think, be brave uh, if they win. I don't think Peyton Manning should have won a Super Bowl MVP in Super Bowl 41. That should have been Dominic Rhodes. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, you're probably right. But it, it just – that's why I'm saying, like, it's it's a good bet because by default, it just goes that way. And Brady being who he is, if they win the game, it's, it's more likely than not it's going to go his way. And if you're gambling, you bet on probabilities. And the probability is he's going to be the guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like you were saying, you know, we we think it's it's going to be kind of a close game, but we think the Pats could win. This this week this year feels funny in the sense where it's kind of like it feels not I don't want to say predictable, but um, but kind of yeah, like you said, like it'll probably start slow. The Eagles will make a push at some point. The Pats will take it away in the fourth quarter. That kind of that's it. Kind of feels that's what everyone's bracing for, which makes me think something crazy unexpected is going to happen. Well, you know. I just kind of look at it like if you look at the way Super Bowls generally play and you look at even even the national championship game with Alabama and Georgia, because that is comparable to a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. When you have 
a game of that magnitude and you have all the pregame stuff that disrupts routines, teams generally come out just a little bit cautious. It's kind of a feeling out period. And so I, I think the first quarter is usually slow. I mean, it, it, I get what you're saying. And if I were the Eagles, I'd come out throwing the ball deep. I'd come out going for the jugular because that's not what usually happens. And, and if we've learned anything from teams that play the Patriots, it's you can't play not to lose. You mm. need to go for their throat from play one till the final whistle blows. And so many teams don't do that. So if I were Philadelphia, yeah, I'd come out throwing the ball all over the field. But that's just generally not what happens. Tank, what do you think about playing the Pats not to lose? You think that's a good strategy? Should teams do that? Oh. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's worked out so well in the past. After the AFC Championship, Frank went nuts about how the Jaguars uh, just folded in the second half. Yes, they did. Because you, you looked at the way they played, yeah. and they just they were just trying to run the clock out and hoping that it got there. And that has never worked for any team playing against New England. If you give them the opportunity, they will come back and they will make you pay for it. So don't give them the chance. Put points on the board. And it's crazy to me because that's what Jacksonville did against Pittsburgh. They didn't let up against Pittsburgh. I got a, a quick, a couple of quick props here. I just wanted to throw out at you. I was kind of, you know, just going through them earlier. Uh, no turnover in the game is plus six fifty. And I know everyone's, you know, talking about Foles, but he's been better. I don't. I kind of trust Brady not to throw a pick. Um, I don't know. It's plus six fifty just seems like a lot. It does, and it's probably worth a little bit of money, but I yeah, feel yeah. like you probably see a fumble. You probably see something. I mean, how many games go totally clean? Especially when you figure there's going to be some players who have never been in the spot, and they're going to be tight. Um, and then the other one was Brady's completions uh, was 26 and a half. And, you know, the story is what? Philly D-line, so he'll get it out quick to James White and Dion. Yeah, I like the over there. Um, all right, before we go, um, any any crazy gambling stories? Any you know Super Bowl highlights? Um, anything like that you, you want to share? I mean, it's them? last it's last year, man. I mean, last year was kind of the, the big one. I mean, the big people one. ask this when I do the periscopes every night, and it, it's it's last year. Like so I had the past minus money three. Line? You did yeah, money what, line at halftime. Yeah, what I did because again, I, it, it, honest to God, I was saying the same things then. I just didn't have the audience to say it to. I was saying the same things then that I'm saying now. Like, I don't see a world where Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in a Super Bowl. The Atlanta Falcons don't beat the New England Patriots in a Super Bowl. And so I was on the Pats minus three, I think is what it was. And they got down at halftime. And you're sitting there and you're kind of doing the math in your head and you're looking at it. You're saying, all right, well, the money line was was pretty juicy at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm in on minus three. I might as well go on the Patriots money line. And uh, that that worked out on both fronts because they won by six in overtime. But that was that's a pretty crazy one. I mean, in, in the positive direction, there's a lot of them in the negative direction. I did. I did the opposite a few years earlier in the Auburn, Florida State BCS championship game where I had Florida State. And they were getting killed at halftime. And then I hedged by taking Auburn in the second half. And Florida State came back to win, lost both bets. Oh, damn. Frank, you have you have similar fond memories of last year's Super Bowl? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching the game and it's like, 
I mean, uh, you didn't think the I didn't I didn't think the Falcons were going to win, and all of a sudden they're all twenty eight to three, and you're just they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game, and all of a sudden you just watch them have the slow meltdown. And, and the worst the... part was the worst yeah. part though was when they when Julio Jones made that catch, and uh, they mm-hmm. they 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 did not they screwed up field goal range, which would have field sealed the game. And then you watch them, and they're snapping the ball at like. 20 seconds left on the play clock. I mean, it's like they did everything possibly yeah, wrong in that fourth quarter. Frank, let me just ask you, because I, I'm curious. You, you, we've gone through your, your hatred of the Eagles, uh, but the Patriots, like, you know, we're both AFC East guys. You got the Dolphins, I got the Bills. There just kind of comes a point for me where it's like, I, I just kind of have to respect what they do. Like, it's hard just, for me to hate them. Like, I mean, I, 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 I did for them. a very just, long time, and they, you know, they kicked the hell out of the Bills, but the Bills also haven't been good. And the Dolphins are kind of in the same boat. Like, it isn't like we're winning 10 games and getting kept out of the playoffs. It's like, I mean, we, no, I just, I just, just I don't just, have good teams. <laughs> I just really hate them. And I mean, I mean, in terms of teams, another team I really absolutely hate is the Los Angeles Lakers. And to me, the uh, Patriots uh, are. Or, yeah, or, or see, in that, I, I have no beef with the Lakers. For me, it's the Bulls. Because are you a Knicks fan, Frank? I'm a Nets fan, I, but at one time I was a Larry Bird Celtics fan. All right, because so like, for me, pretty, I was so a Knicks fan, pretty, and the Bulls, the Bulls just destroyed every decent Knicks team of the '90s. And so, you know, I look at the Chicago Bulls, and I was like, you know what? If the Bulls weren't there we would have won a title. I don't feel that way about the Bills. Like, I feel like the Bills just stink, and the Patriots just you know, it, fantastic. It, it just comes from from being a Nets fan most of the most. Uh, and uh, I, I didn't like the Bulls teams. I didn't root for the Bulls teams, but it's just – it's it goes back to the Lakers. I, I just hate everything about the Lakers. I mean – <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, and keep this in mind. Someone's threatened to sue me, and it has to be someone connected with the Lakers. So there's another reason just absolutely hate the Lakers. Frankie, do you need legal representation? Because I, I may be able to help you. Well, I've uh, I've been told to ignore it for now until I actually get like a uh, anything certified in the mail, and I haven't got anything certified in the mail. If you do, you call me, Frankie. We will go to war. <laughs> I mean, they, they, I mean, the, the Lakers—they want thirty-five thousand dollars for using like a picture of Jerry Buss. What? I, I mean, yeah. Frankie, you tell it. the Lakers you send them a certified letter and you put two words on it: "Suck it." <laughs> I mean, uh, so to me, the, the 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 Patriots and the Lakers are like, like I just can never, ever, 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 ever root for them. Uh, all right, Blackjack, we, we appreciate you coming on to us. We look forward to keeping an eye out for uh, for your official game pick when that comes later in the week. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you if they don't already. Absolutely. You can find us on Twitter at Blackjack Fletch, uh, Instagram at Blackjack Fletcher, but we do most of our work on Twitter. So uh, you can find us there all the time. Picks every day. Nothing stops this team, brother. We win day in, day out, no days off. We don't stop. Love it. Love to hear it. Uh, all right. Uh, 
Have a great one, buddy. Enjoy the game. You too, brother.